0: Chapter 40 of The Reason Why. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Reason Why by Robert Kemp Philp. Chapter 40. 846. Why does a mouse, painted upon one side of a card and a trap, upon the other, represent to the eye a mouse in a trap when the card is rapidly twirled upon a string. Because the image of the mouse is brought to the retina of the eye before the image of the trap has passed away, the two impressions, therefore, unite upon the retina and produce the image of a mouse in a trap. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest be long on the earth. Ephesians 6. 847. Why will a bow, stretched out of its natural position, propel an arrow through the air? Because its substance, being highly elastic, the particles thereof seek to restore themselves to their former state, as soon as the resisting power is withdrawn. The force derived from this elasticity, is communicated to the arrow by the string against which it is placed. 848. Why is the arrow propelled forward? Because the elasticity of the bow, acting equally upon its two ends, to which the string is fastened, produce a line of force in a diagonal direction. It thus illustrates the law that when a body is acted upon by two forces at the same time, whose directions are inclined to each other, it will not follow either of them, but will describe a line between the two. 849. What forces tend to arrest the flight of the arrow? The friction of the air and the attraction of gravitation. My son, give, I pray thee, Glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him. Joshua 7. 850. Why are feathers usually fastened to the ends of arrows? Because the greater friction of air acting upon them opposes the progress of that part of the arrow in a greater degree than it does the other portion. The effect is, to keep the point of the arrow forward, and in a straight line with its opposite extremity. If the arrow were shot the reverse way from the bow, it would turn round in the course of its flight, in consequence of the friction of the air, offering greater resistance to its progress of the feathered end. 851. Why does a Jew's harp give musical sounds? because the vibrations of the metal tongue are communicated to the ear. 852. Why will not the jew's harp produce loud sounds unless it is applied to the mouth? Because the vibrations are not very intense, but when it is blown upon by the breath, the air is pressed upon it, and the vibrations are thereby rendered more powerful. 853. Why does the alteration of the arrangement of the mouth affect the formation of the sounds? Because it sends the air to the tongue of the harp in a greater or lesser degree of compression. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. Proverbs 4. 854. Why does the pressure applied to the handle of an air pistol propel the cork? Because between the cork A and the airtight piston C, there is a closed chamber of air B. When the handle D, which moves the piston C, is rapidly pushed in, it compresses the air until it is so much condensed that it forces out the cork A. 855. Why must the handle be drawn out before the cork is placed in? Because otherwise, a partial vacuum would be formed between A and C, and there would be not sufficient air to force out the cork by the return of the piston CD. 856. Why does water rise in a syringe when the handle is drawn out? Because the pressure of the air on the water outside of the syringe forces it into the space vacated by the drawing up of the handle, and where, otherwise, a vacuum would be formed. 857. Why does not the water run out when the syringe is raised? Because the pressure of the air upon the small orifice resists the weight of the water. 858. Why does the water leak out, but not run? Because water has a tendency always to move to the lowest point, but as the air does not enter freely, the water cannot escape. It therefore drops as small portions of the air enter. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Ecclesiastes 11. 859. Why cannot the handle be pressed in if the finger is applied to the orifice? Because water is not compressible like air. It must, therefore, escape before the handle can be pressed in. Air may be forced into a much smaller compass than is natural to it, but it is impossible to compress water in any great degree. 860. Why does a sucker raise a stone? because underneath the sucker a vacuum is formed and the external air pressing on all sides against the vacuum lifts the stone the term sucker is founded upon the mistaken notion that the leather sucks or draws the stone that such is not the case is evident if when the stone is suspended a pin's point be passed under the leather so as to open a small passage for the air, the stone will drop instantly. 861. Why does a hoop roll without falling to the ground? Because the centrifugal force gives it a motion which is called the tangent to a circle, that is, a tendency in all of its parts to fly off in a straight line. When a piece of clay adhering to the hoop flies off, It leaves the hoop in a line which is straight with the part of the surface from which it was propelled. This line is the tangent to the circle of the hoop, and the tendency of all the parts of the hoop to fly off in this manner counteracts the attraction of the earth, so long as the hoop is kept in motion. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Colossians 3. 862. Why does the hoop, in falling, make several side revolutions? Because its onward movement, not being quite expended, influences the center of gravity of the hoop, and changes its line of direction. The hoop is also elastic, and when its sides strike the earth, they spring up again, and continue turning until the opposing forces are overcome by the attraction of gravitation. 863. Why will a little boy balance a large boy on a seesaw? Because the seesaw may be placed so that its ends are at unequal distances from the center. This gives the little boy the power of leverage, by which is meant the increase of power or weight by mechanical means. 864. Why does the little boy sink to the ground when the larger boy slightly kicks the earth? Because the larger boy, by kicking against the earth, opposes by mechanical force the attraction of gravitation acting upon him, and he becomes temporarily less attracted to the earth than the little boy. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. 1 John 3. 865. Why can the little boy, if he choose, keep the big boy up when once he is up? Because, as the big boy is then on an inclined plane with the fulcrum, or center upon which the seesaw moves, the arm of the lever upon which the big boy sits is relatively shortened, and he has then less mechanical power. Also, a portion of the weight of the larger boy is transmitted along the lever to the arm upon which the little boy sits. 866. Why is the ball propelled upward in the game of trap and ball when the trigger is struck? Because when the trigger is struck at A, it is forced downwards, turning upon the fulcrum b the opposite end, forming the spoon. It is thereby forced upwards, describing a small arc or curved line, but directly the ball is set free from the spoon, it rises in a straight line with the direction it was taking at the moment it was set free. 867. What principles of natural philosophy are illustrated by the results of bat and ball? Percussions. When the bat strikes the ball, rotary motion when the ball is sent whirling away, momentum which it acquires by velocity, elasticity when it rebounds from an object against which it strikes, reflected motion when it is turned by a body upon which it impinges, friction as it rolls along the ground, the communication of force WHEN IT SETS ANOTHER BODY IN MOTION AGAINST WHICH IT STRIKES, GRAVITATION WHEN IT FALLS TO THE EARTH, AND INERTIA WHEN IT LIES IN A STATE OF REST. A WISE SON MAKES A GLAD FATHER, BUT A FOOLISH SON IS THE HEAVINESS OF HIS MOTHER. PROVERBS 10. 868. WHY DO PITH TUMBLERS ALWAYS PITCH UPON ONE END? because the lead, B, is specifically heavier than the pith to which it is attached. It therefore always falls undermost, and as the lead is rounded off, just like the spill of a top, after the head has oscillated a little and expended the force of the momentum of its fall, it will settle upon its center of gravity, or the point through which it is attracted to the earth. 869. Why do the figures upon the thaumatrope appear to dance when they are made to revolve before a mirror? Because the eye, in looking through the holes in the card towards the reflections in the mirror, receives a rapid succession of impressions. As the figures upon the card are represented in a graduated series of positions, the first one standing upright, the second with his knees a little bent, the third a little more bent, as in the act of springing, and so on, the figure being, in each case, the same, but the position slightly altered, imparts an impression to the mind, through the eye, that one figure is passing through a series of motions. Thaumatrope, from two Greek words meaning wonder and to turn. We have said enough, we hope to show that even the play hours of children may be made instructive to them, and that the simplest toys may be used to illustrate some of the grandest laws of nature. Nor may this kind of instruction be confined to children alone. Grown-up people, whether participators in the sports of youth, or simple observers of their games, may gain instruction for themselves and be the better teachers of their children by taking an interest in their enjoyments, and giving to their minds, through the attractiveness of pastime, a taste for observing and estimating the varied phenomena which present themselves. Moreover, we think that parental government acquires a greater power when it leans toward the natural desires of childhood, and wins those desires into a proper direction. Love existing between parent and child is the best tie to home and the strongest incentive to duty. There is also something in the gentleness of childish nature which may influence for good the sterner mold of man, too often warped and clouded by the cares of life. Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 19. In Kay's Life of Sir John Malcolm, we find an admirable and apt passage. Sir John says, I have been employed these last few hours with John Elliot and other boys in trying how long we could keep up two cricket balls. Lord Minton caught us HE SAYS HE MUST SEND ME ON A COMMISSION TO SOME VERY YOUNG MONARCH, FOR I SHALL NEVER HAVE THE GRAVITY OF AN AMBASSADOR, FOR A PRINCE TURNED OF TWELVE. HE, HOWEVER, ADDED THE WELL-KNOWN AND ADMIRABLE STORY OF HENRY IV OF FRANCE, WHO, WHEN CAUGHT ON ALL FOURS carrying ONE OF HIS CHILDREN BY THE SPANISH ENVOY, LOOKED UP AND SAID, IS YOUR EXCELLENCY MARRIED? I AM. And have a family, was the reply. Well then, said the monarch, I am satisfied, and shall take another turn round the room. And off he galloped, with his son on his back, flogging and spurring him. I have sometimes thought of breaking myself of what are termed boyish habits. But reflection has satisfied me that it would be very foolish, and that I should esteem it a blessing, that I can find amusement in everything from tossing a cricket ball to negotiating a treaty with the emperor of China. Men who will give themselves entirely to business, and despise, which is the term, trifles, are very able in their general conception of the great outlines of a plan, but they feel a want of knowledge, which is only to be gained by mixing with all classes in the world, when they come to those lesser points upon which its successful execution may depend. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Corinthians 10 End of chapter 40